0: Or send us an email to hugs at com. In today's episode, we're talking about the impact that hormonal imbalances can have on the two of you.
1: And there's a quote from Deepak Chopra that says, If you restore balance in your own self, you will be contributing immensely to the healing of the world. Take a little liberty with this one and say very specifically, if you are restoring balance in yourself, you'll be contributing immensely to the healing of your marriage. Mm -hmm. As we talk about marriages here on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, we start every episode with a hug. And a hug is really an opportunity to to celebrate what you're doing, to, to share the insights or the breakthroughs that you've had in your marriage. And this hug comes from an email that we received that said, I recently discovered your podcast and I'm loving it. I'm going back and listening to old episodes and really enjoying them. We always want to say when you go back and listen to the really old episodes, like the ones that go all the way back to like 2010, um, Grace. (laughs) (laughs) We were a lot younger then. If you do the math, that was like 14 years ago. Um, And just remember, we've grown up too over the years. This person goes on to say, it's doing a lot for me in the way of helping me reframe not only sexuality in my marriage, Mm. but my own sexuality and God's purpose for all of it. My husband and I have been married 22 years and we feel in the last 18 months or so, we're finally figuring things out. Right on. I love Christian resources on this issue i love the idea of your six pillars of intimacy especially because intimacy has in our culture become synonymous with sex since learning about your six pillars i've spoken with my husband and i love the vocabulary it gives us to talk about true intimacy oh wow i will be forever grateful mm. thank you for the work you are doing to strengthen marriages and thank you for strengthening my one marriage
0: mm, i love it that is that is so remarkable and so amazing and i want to just thank each and every one of you who have you know, left a review on Amazon or wherever you may have picked up the six pillars of intimacy or shared with us how the six pillars of intimacy have impacted your life. Mm -hmm. Because what we hear is just so needed in our world today and for, Mm -hmm. for marriages to understand that intimacy is closeness and connection. That's what it means. And how do we use and how do we take that word, I should say, intimacy and put it up against every one of those pillars of intimacy mm-hmm. and go, are we close and connected? And that's that's like the barometer. Is is that pillar strong or does it have cracks? Are we close and connected or are we not? And if we can use that framework in our marriage, where, where, where can we be? Mm-hmm. Where would we be? And mm-hmm. I think that's what Elisa and I strive in our own marriage. And I can say at times, and I think she would agree, there are times when we can look at our own pillars and go, are we close and connected? No. Nope. And so that means that we need to strengthen our own marriages, our own marriage, and hopefully through our work on ourselves and our marriage, you are encouraged and you are given hope to do the work and the action that's needed in yours.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, as we start here in a brand new year, we Yay. know. Yay! <laughs> Uh, Super exciting. I mean, the the start of a new year is always just an exciting. It feels like a clean slate. But we also know that there's a lot of focus on, and I'm just going to put it in quotes. I know you can't see it, but my fingers are out doing the quotes thing, on getting healthy. Mm -hmm. In fact, I did a little bit of research just in preparation for this episode, and there's a website website called statista.com, and of the top five resolutions for 2024, numbers two, three, and five all had to do with health, exercise mm-hmm. more, eat healthier, lose weight. Only one in four, because I know somebody's like, okay, but Lisa, tell us about one in four. Um, number one was to save money. And number four was to spend more time with family and friends. So- those are the two outliers when you can f- figure three out of five, 60% have to do with with health mm-hmm. and with being healthier and, you know, being very active in that place. And we know, because you always see the, you know the jokes, all the commercials and whatnot about, you know, what the gyms look like on January 1st versus what they look like on like January 15th and, right. you know, all of that kind of thing. But one of the things That we know, even in our own marriage, um, and and just talking to other people over the years, that can easily get overlooked when you're going after being healthier, is uh, you are your hormones, Mm -hmm. right? And and when your hormones are imbalanced, because you can, you can eat more or you can exercise more, eat less. (laughs) Let's get those correct. Um, So exercise more, eat healthier. You can work on the losing weight, and I will tell you personally: this was, you know, my story last year, where I, I felt like I was checking all the boxes, yes, and nothing was happening.
0: I remember some of those conversations and some of the conversations we weren't having, and I knew that you were going through, you know, just this sort of—I don't want to say turmoil, but. Yeah, turmoil is a good word. Okay, turmoil and, the, and, then, and then just sort of the reconciliation of what's going on. Like I'm, I'm, I am checking the boxes. What I've done in the past isn't moving the needle now.
1: Yeah, because all my bag of tricks, like, you know, I was the gal that always like, okay, you know what? If you haven't gotten out walking in a while, Lisa, just get out and walk and, and like the weight would fall off, mm-hmm. right? I, I could tone up. I could do the things. And then I was like, why is this not happening? And we do want to say from the outset of this episode that Tony and I are not medical professionals. Nope. This episode is not a substitute for medical advice. Hormones can only be tested through blood or urine tests. And it's important to discuss any and all medical concerns with your medical provider. So yep, that's what we're talking about. But we want to really go deeper today in this episode, I'm looking at like what happens when there are hormonal balances,
0: imbalances,
1: imbalances within the marriage, mm-hmm. right? When the two of you are struggling with it and a little bit of background science, cause you can't, you know, throw out a topic like hormones and not just get get into the science, but they are hormones are chemicals that enter your bloodstream and they send messages. They're like, the directors okay. on a cruise ship, right? Like, hey, you're going to go this way, and you're going to go that way, and you're going to do this. Um, some of the the glands and, and the parts of the body that produce your hormones are your thyroid, your pituitary gland, your testes, ovaries, pancreas. So that just tells you, you know, they're made throughout your body. So it's mm-hmm. not just like one little section that's responsible for all these hormones. It's happening throughout you. Um, common hormones that are produced include uh, insulin, dopamine, estrogen, testosterone, You can Google them. There's a whole big list. We're not just going to go into the science in today's episode. And because the reality is is that when everything's working fine, Mm -hmm. you don't have a problem, right? You just kind of go about your days. You're doing your stuff. No big deal. It's when you start to get into that place where there are imbalances, whether it's affecting one or both of you, that your marriage can start to go, huh, what do we got going on here?
0: And this can happen at any age, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Okay.
1: I mean, you got to think, like you know, those of you that have raised teenagers, um, puberty is a real thing. If you haven't raised, if you're raising children and they haven't gotten to the teenage years yet, um, I will tell you the hormone imbalances that happen during puberty are a treat. Get ready for the roller coaster. Um, But then you have, you know, for a lot of women, you know, pregnancy, all the pregnancy hormones that happen there. Um, Aging. For both men and women, you can get into you know that menopause, middle age stuff where mm-hmm. the hormones, a- and so yeah, this this is like a lifelong situation that we need to be aware of.
0: And I would even assume like stress, um, things of that nature can put a lot of can just be taxing on our bodies and on our hormones.
1: Well, absolutely, because you know when you're in that constant flight or flight,
0: okay,
1: you know situation where you're you're just under stress that. We know stress impacts the body, mm-hmm. right? And so when you're, you're forcing your body to be in that place where it's constantly, you know, like in a, an adrenaline state or a cortisol state, that is going to impact your hormones. Certain medications yes, impact your hormones. And truth be told, it's normal for your hormones to fluctuate. Right. Like if you've ever had any type of hormonal testing, they can be very specific with you as far as saying, hey, we want you to test first thing in the the morning because, you know, if we're looking at your cortisol levels, they look different there than they do at the later in the day, you know, or we want you fast. Like there are a lot of different variables here. We're not talking about kind of the day to day fluctuations. We're talking about when things get really skewed, Mm -hmm. that that starts to starts to wreak havoc. Uh, On you as an individual, but also on the dynamic within the relationship.
0: Yeah, and I was even just thinking, you know, as we're looking at these hormonal imbalances um, for women, uh, childbirth and even just pregnancy, like the hormonal changes that are going on there and then afterwards and then, you know, post childbirth and all that, that's that's moving around. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you think about it, like there are so many different um,
0: phases and stages and seasons of life that, you know, hormonal imbalances happen. It's not just, hey, you've hit middle age and now you're dealing with it because you can't lose some weight. It's It could be a myriad of different things that could possibly be going on that could be int- impacting your six pillars of intimacy.
1: Absolutely. Because when you look at at the impact of chronic hormonal imbalance on the body. And I just want to say, first and foremost, don't just Google it. If you actually have concerns, I'm going to tell you again, go see your doctor, Mm -hmm. right? Because when you have those imbalances, you can get everything from like adult acne, which that's a a real thing. And if it shows up, you're like, I feel like a teenager again, right? It, It can lead to conditions like depression, constipation, hair loss, infertility, low libido erectile dysfunction, anxiety. Like there are so many different things. Tony's looking at that list going, Mm -hmm. that like covers all kinds of stuff.
0: Yeah. It just, it's just interesting sometimes because, you know, when you think about what's happening in life and when we just begin to take a step back in terms of just realizing the complexity of our bodies Mm -hmm. and how finely tuned they have been made. And, and, and I get it. Like some of us have gone to doctors and we're not getting answers. Mm -hmm. I I can remember for many a years where Elisa was dealing with um, low weight, like wasn't able to keep anything on. I mean, she was emaciated Um, and just going to doctors and, and saying, Hey, check test. Well, you're in, you're in the normal level. Like, It was so frustrating. And for us, we're very fortunate that we've been going to Catalyst Wellness here in San Diego. And I'll put a link here for anybody who wants to reach out to them. But once we got there and we started talking to a doctor who would look outside of what the normal range is and really start to talk to us about our hormones and what's going on. This was many years after that for Elisa. And I just wish we, we had had somebody, a practitioner, a doctor who would have been able to give us more than just seven minutes and said, well, you're in the normal range, move along. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's why I see this and I go, wow, like this does, there's a lot that goes on. And I, I mean, even with ED, I mean, I know I wasn't, I, would, I don't think I would have been classified there. And yet prior to going to Catalyst Wellness, I felt like I was struggling there. Mm-hmm. You, you know, So getting some insights from them was very helpful.
1: Well, and it's so important to, you know, as you start to see these symptoms um, show up in your life or potentially in your spouse's life to to recognize that these symptoms can directly affect most, if not all, of the six pillars of intimacy. And I want to show you what this looks like, right? Like they can put cracks in your emotional intimacy pillar because if you can't talk about what's going on you're going to be disconnected. Mm -hmm. It it can cause cracks in your physical intimacy pillar because you may not want to be touched. Or I will tell you, before I got my hormones back and balanced, um, the night sweat thing was real in our home. And if Tony tried to touch me, um, the breakdown in emotional and physical intimacy that would happen concurrently when I was just like, don't touch me. Um, That was a real thing. Real thing. It's really
0: jarring in the middle of the night too. Yeah. You're like, what's going on? Like, why is she so mad at me? Like, I'm just trying to cuddle right now.
1: Yeah. When it comes to your financial intimacy, you may experience cracks there when you start looking at the costs mm. or finding out what the costs are going to be associated with treatment. With your spiritual intimacy, it may actually, this, this is probably the one that maybe gets strengthened quickly in all of this is you're you know, praying for relief or praying for answers. Healing, together. yeah. Um, in your recreational intimacy, you may get to a place where because... Th- There's so much disconnect. The two of you don't want to do anything together. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to your sexual intimacy, you can find yourself in a place where there are cracks because you may not want to have sex or you may find that it's painful and you don't know why. Right. But but looking at those types of things, it's recognizing that if you start seeing either the symptoms come up or you're sensing there's a disconnect Mm -hmm. in your six pillars of intimacy, it's time to take action. And we wanna talk about what to do when you're experiencing those hormonal imbalances after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. One Skin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. One Skin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you.
0: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We're back
1: and we're talking about what you can do when one of you or both of you are experiencing hormonal imbalances. And first and foremost, and, and Tony kind of alluded to this uh, just a couple of minutes ago, you got to know what the problem is, right? You, you've got to go on a place of going, what's actually happening. To my body. If I'm not getting the answers that I want, who else am I going to ask? What other types of practitioners are there out there? Right. I I need to understand and not just accept it. Because I will tell you, you can get into a place of just accepting where you don't take action, you don't do anything, and it doesn't make the situation better. This was me where I'm like, all right, well, I'll just deal with the weight gain. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. But I wasn't addressing the hormones. And I was accepting that my weight was just going to be where it was going to be, and that didn't help us have a better understanding of the problem or what to do about it. It wasn't until I started digging into this thing of going, oh, maybe I've got some hormonal imbalances.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And and even having the doctor after he ran my first first set of blood work and all the tests and everything like that. And I remember him sitting down with me, and he was showing me some of my hormonal levels. And I remember him looking at me, and he's like, you're right on the cliff. He goes, your levels are so low. You're right on the cliff. Uh, uh, the, like the next step is just falling into like nothingness. And so it was that like, oh, but now I knew what the problem was. Right. It wasn't just like, oh, that this is what it is. It's Like now I know, I know what it is and I can do something about it.
0: Yeah. And for myself, I was really struggling with a lot of brain fog, mm-hmm. a lot of brain fog, fatigue after, and even during workouts, and then, also the inability to recover. So just I just was feeling off from the day to day. The the brain fog was the big indicator for myself. Mm-hmm. Like it was very hard for me to stay focused um, for any length of time, and it took a lot of energy to like hear for like, for instance, just Elisa and I talking, it, I had to really just like quiet everything to hear the question, to hear what she was saying. So that way I could respond. Um, and when I didn't, what I noticed would happen is I would get frustrated and a lot of times just sort of get dismissive on the question or not wanting to answer. So there was a a breakdown and there are cracks in our emotional intimacy at times, and then from a sexual standpoint, I alluded to it and shared that there were times when it was just hard for me to sustain an erection, which led to mind games uh, for you guys who have dealt with ED or R, you know, we get into this mind game of like, well, I can't keep it up and it's like, everything has to be just right. And if not, then I'm going to go flaccid and, you know, so that began to create some issues in our sexual intimacy pillar. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I began to to seek out help. Again, went to Catalyst after talking to my good friend there and, and running blood tests as well and just starting to talk to Doc and going, okay, well, what's going on? Like, what can we do? What, where should we start? Mm-hmm. But it was getting an understanding of the problem. And even after for myself anyways, because I was, I started going what, six to nine months before you did? Probably six months. I mean, even after my first thing, it was just, it wasn't like, okay, we're doing this. It was like, okay, let me get an understanding of where I'm at. Let me talk to Elisa about mm-hmm. what's what's going on, what I'm feeling. Does she agree with this? And then it was coming up with a game plan. What What are we going to do?
1: Well, and, you know, I, I just want you all to know that Catalyst does offer a free online hormone course called Simple Hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, or we're actually going to link to that in yes, the episode will. notes. Um, but, you know, as you start to understand the problem, you know, the next step there is also have patience. Mm. Um, you know, we don't... <laughs> with the exception of, like, um, a hysterectomy that will put you into menopause Correct. instantaneously... There are fewer things that will put you into like a hormonal imbalance like overnight like that than there are kind of the gradual things.
0: Right. And like yeah. this is, I think what we're talking about here though too, let's make sure that we're we're very clear. This isn't the, oh shoot, I just got a diagnosis that I have to have a hysterectomy or, right. oh shoot, I just got a diagnosis that um they they may have found cancer or they did find cancer and now I got to start chemo and... Like we're talking about just you're, you're living your everyday life.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You're, you're living your life and you're in that place where it's, you know, like what's, what's going on with me? And, you know, being in this place of recognizing too that, you know, because it doesn't happen overnight, fixing it also doesn't happen overnight, you know, dealing with the mood swings or like Tony mentioned, the irritability or the fatigue, um, they can test you they can test your marriage i will tell you that when tony was very uh short tempered that was a test on us it was a test when you know he would i would come down you know we we work out of our home and i would come down you know midday coaching um take a break in between my coaching clients and he's like taking a little siesta on the couch and i'm like i'm sorry Was it, did I I miss the nap time memo? Like, (laughs) like, why are you taking a nap every single day? Yeah. And for him, the fatigue was so, you know, and so, you know, when he started just even doing some of his own investigating and they're like, well, you know, these hormonal imbalances could lead to fatigue. I'm like, let's figure this out. Like, this is a good thing. Um, But it's, it's having those conversations and, and again, relying on your emotional intimacy to go, hey, how can I love you? during this process because even even the process of getting your hormones back in balance again it's not like a light switch it's not it's not like you start working on your hormones and you know one day you're all over the place and the next day you're like wow this is like smooth sailing it's like no like you've got to get it dialed in and you've got to you know figure out what's the best combination based on your biochemistry and things like that and and or supplementation or whatnot and so it's getting into this place of just saying okay like what does that look like And patience and grace go a long way in a marriage. And if you're running Mm -hmm. short on either one of them, it's probably a good time to check yourself and go, okay, why am I feeling so depleted?
0: And I think this is the place where we need to have some, we can forget easily of like when we had that last contact or connection, that closeness with one another in any of the pillars of intimacy. And this may be a time for you to, as some good friends of ours in the one family, He has this amazing spreadsheet that has grown over the years to include different things that he and his wife do throughout the month, throughout the week, the months, the year. And it's just a little check mark for him to know hey, do we have sex this week? He just puts it down. She doesn't even know. She knows of, of,
1: she prefers the yearly summary as opposed to the, to the daily, to the daily week. accountability.
0: But he's just he's just checking it. And so when, when something comes up, he can go back and go, oh, you know what? We did go out on a date. I feel like we haven't, but we, we did. Or if something's going on, especially with hormonal imbalances, like you can feel like, wow, we haven't had sex in a long time. But you can go back sometimes and look. I mean, Elise and I have been under the weather here for the last week or so. And I was, like, sort of moping yesterday. I'm like, geez, Louise, like, we haven't had sex. And, man, like, our intimacy lifestyle. And then I just sort of did the numbers backwards. And I'm like, oh, it's only been, like, six days. But I was, like, moping around, like, geez, Louise, like, Elisa, get better now so we can have sex already. Like, you, you know what I mean? But I just had it in my sometimes we need to see that to understand like we still have that closeness and connection with our spouse. Mm -hmm. We just sometimes forget it. And so you may need to put something out there just even for yourself to be able to go like, Oh, we did go on a date. Oh, we did have some physical intimacy by holding hands or cuddling in bed. Or you know what? We did have sex, you know, three days ago. Um, But it just gives us some markers to be able to, to look at and go, we are still strengthening our pillars of intimacy Throughout this.
1: Well, and that's one of the beauties of the framework, and we hear this so often, is the fact that when you have an understanding of these six different pillars, you can... Much more easily figure out where are we connected and where are we disconnected Correct. and then put your energy into those areas where you're disconnected to create change. Yep. Right. The final thing I want to say just in terms of action is, you know, like we've talked about the fact that you got to understand the problem. you got to be patient with, with finding the solutions. But the third thing that you want to do, too, is make those lifestyle changes together. Hmm. Remember the two of you are on the same team and whether it's, you know, encouraging your spouse as they're going through, you know, if they are going to do some sort of hormone therapy or if it's going to, you know, start with exercising and eating well or changing, you know, what you're going to do in regard to stress. The more things that the two of you can do together as a couple, as a team saying, you know, here, here's what we're choosing to do, the easier it is for those things to become Part of the fabric of who you are, and not to feel like, oh, well, I've got to do this. It's like, no, like we're going to do this together. Like it may not be identical. You know, case in point, you guys that have been listening for a long time, you know that Tony and I do not work out together.
0: Nope, we don't. We don't. It's much better. I, I love you couples that do though. That's I, amazing. I am in awe. I, lo- I love. I love looking at it. I'm mm-hmm. like, that is so rad. But Elisa and I, we we have our own routines, and I think we just have our own. Ways of attacking our workouts.
1: Yes, and yet we can be in the same space. I know it often shows up in a picture that Tony will post on Instagram. And every now and then, it's like a picture she of. She doesn't on,
0: know. She doesn't know I'm taking the. I picture. don't know the.
1: I don't know the pictures being taken. It's usually a picture of my backside, and I'm like, "Oh, look, Tony was taking a picture today." But even though we don't work out together, we value that exercise, mm-hmm. as, and that's something that has shifted over the course of our marriage. Just understanding that value when we make food choices. Very often, we're making those together. We may not end up eating the exact same meal, but there's conversation around it and how that's going to, you know, help us become healthier. And that's what I'm talking about. It's looking at this and saying, okay, you know what? What do we do as a couple with the knowledge that we have about what the imbalance is to actually jumpstart us into creating our extraordinary marriage as a team? Always remembering, and this goes all the way back to your wedding vows, in sickness and in health. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is not well, this is the time for the two of you to rally together, go after the hormone imbalance, and do that as a team together.
0: Yeah. You know, you guys, as we step into this new year, or whenever you may be listening to this, if this is where you're at, know that you're not alone. Elise and I have been down this road. We are still walking this road. And I will tell you, it's been worth it. It's been tough at times, and it's been frustrating at times, and at other times it's just been like, this is this is a way we need to continue to live out our lives so we can have the extraordinary marriage we desire. And so this week's episode is more to impress upon you that if you are feeling anything that Elisa had shared, that it's time to start seeking out, starting that That first place of just going like, what is going on? And seeking out guidance. Start there. Start moving. Take a step. Because I know, and Elisa and I will both say, we have had to take our own journeys. And sometimes it's just that first step of just going like, what can we learn about this? So we can educate ourselves. So we can learn more. So that way we can feel As best as we can and so that we can strengthen ourselves our marriage and our six pillars of intimacy and so we hope that this will encourage you to do that today you guys have yourselves a fantastic week we can't wait for what's ahead for you and for your marriage let's make it a big one love you guys